Faith FM Breakfast Show with the Double L Team, Lyle and Lawson. Good morning. This is actually Blake and Lawson. Lawson is coming here. You got a cool sweater on. I got matching pants. I see that. Yeah, you're like, like got a style all your own. That's right. Right here, live on Faith FM, and it's looking awesome, man. Uh, I am. <laughs> yep. I am <laughs> thankful for uh-huh. your super cool style. Oh, oh there you go. You're the first person to say that. You know, I get ridiculed (laughs) for my style. When I walk in with a 7XL shirt on, everyone's here to just make fun of me and and all these things. That almost fits me, so I'm like, yeah, good size. But I'm like, you know, I I see you. You get it. Yeah. I think you have, we have the eyes, you know, you understand what I'm going Well, your your fashion literally helped wake me up this morning. So as I'm seeing the bright, vibrant explosion (laughs) of red and blue, I'm just like, America. And by bright, <laughs> this is like navy blue and kind of like a dark red. I think it's... No, think it's, it's waking me up. That's I bright. I think it's just striking because it's it's matching. It just And I just wear it so well, obviously. I think that's... <laughs> You know, that's what we're seeing here. And I think, Humble and I a fashion I don't star. think it's the brightness of my clothes. I think it's the brightness of my very pale legs. Yeah, that uh, was shocking. That's true. that's true. I was like, put those away. That's dangerous. <laughs> what are you... Is that is that really what you're grateful for, Blake? No, I'm actually really grateful that my daughter is here this oh, morning <laughs> in the studio. Shout out my little and she's cute little basketball hockey star back there just looking beautiful, getting ready for school. Getting it done. Having a blessing of having her here in the studio with us as the sun is shining. Later on Faith FM coming up, we have a pro-suicide website has been banned in Australia. I want to talk to you about that a little bit later, yeah. Lawson. Also, rural areas around Australia are struggling to find GPs to help their aging residents while the Murray River looks like it's going to be flooded until 2023. Wow. Scary stuff. You're listening to The Breakfast Show Podcast on Faith FM. Positively different. You know what else I'm enjoying? What are you enjoying, Blake? The quiz. Yeah, and I'm going to give you another question for you. Here we go. Who is the most wicked of all kings according to 1 Kings chapter 16? There are some wicked ones. Yeah, there's some pretty bad dudes, but who's the most wicked? Wow, I'll give you I'll give you an extra extra clue. Okay, I don't know if I know this one next because there's some you, wicked dudes. I'll give you an extra clue. Moby Dick has something you know play plays in this in this scenario. <laughs> Re- by reference, if you know the story of Moby Dick, yeah, this, that's a very it's a very good clue. It's so, a very good zero four nine one. Actually, I. I should probably read the number. 0491-064-669. I listened to a radio play of Moby Dick and it was very good. But hey, that question again, who was the most wicked of all kings <laughs> according to First Kings chapter 16? Has something to do with Moby Dick. If you know the answer, again, that number 0491-064-669. What will we win? And our prizes for this week. Basically, I just wanted to get you guys healthy. I just wanted to cover all aspects right here. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. Okay. Uh, Well, I have here 101 Secrets to a Healthy Life, a manual for a healthy lifestyle. uh, A manual, not a manual. A manual for a healthy lifestyle by Jorge Gonzalez and the Revive Cafe Cookbook number seven by Jeremy Dixon. We'll be giving you both of these things so that you can get healthy. (laughs) Eat healthy. 
Get healthy, stay healthy. Live healthy, be healthy. We want you to be in good health, as the Bible wants you to be in good health as well. 0491-064-669 is the number to call or text. Who is the most wicked of all the kings, according to 1 Kings chapter 16? I'm excited. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know what I'm kind of... This is a week of Thanksgiving. Mm, but you know absolutely. what I'm a little upset about? What? You. <laughs> what did I do? <laughs> You have not been bugging me to go to the gym enough. I'm, dude, I'm, look no, at the clothes I'm wearing. I am blaming my lack of gym motivation. Look at look at what I'm wearing. You. When are you going to have some? I'm wearing to go a two pot matching tracksuit to take me to the gym again, please. Let's Do you want to go. go today? Let's go. Like okay. after the show? Okay, fine. All right, sweet. Okay, let's, I need it. Let's do life. it. Okay, awesome. Let's go. I'm, I'm excited. We're going to go to the gym. We're going to be healthy. We're going to make a trek, a trip down to the gym, just like NASA's Artemis shuttle has arrived at the moon. Ooh, really? Yeah. For real. It's like for realsies. For realsies. For, it's there. Absolutely. Yeah, it's the happening. Artemis shuttle. So this mission is this essentially. This isn't made up in my mind. This, th- this is, really is real. Happening. This is real. This is an orbital mission that is being do- that is being done by NASA. They don't have any plans to land on the moon, which still oh, doesn't really confirm if the moon landing happened in 1969. <laughs> <laughs> but, <laughs> but hey, now they're, head- they're heading around there. But they have arrived at the moon. So it is coming to full view. They're doing a bit of a pass by swing around they're gonna do a couple laps to the moon let's go on the dark side yeah go to the dark side light side dark side light side and then head back home not landing no just doing a little circumnavigation a little, little bit of a observation a little that's, that's right okay i want to see some pictures from the from the dark well, side hey there's some pictures that have been coming out like not necessarily from the dark side but just of the moon and it, guess what it's there, <laughs> and it's big, and it's round, and then they, you know, they're really there. Sightings have confirmed we have a moon. We have a moon. We have a moon. It definitely this is big exists. News. And let me stake my claim in the ground. I believe we went to the moon in 1969. All right, moving on. Uh, no, not really, but no, like I actually do believe we went to the moon in 1969. But not moving on. The reason I believe we went to the moon is because going to the moon actually proved a lot of christian science to be correct and by christian science i mean science that you know supports the christian view of the history of the universe so absolutely i believe that we went to the moon and it's cool that they're hanging out there once again we here on the breakfast show i've talked about space space exploration a fair bit yeah particularly as we've had some pretty landmark launches in the last year we've had is this the one is the artemis project the one that elon musk also like won the bidding for probably he kind of seems to be into that stuff because like in 1969 when they sent the the you know the nasa to the moon and they you know apollo 11 yeah uh they had i believe it was five percent of the american gdp was spent on on the moon landing the whole wow yeah that's a lot now like i think i think it's like point three of the entire like point three of the gdp goes to the entirety of nasa okay and all of their operations so it's significantly and substantially less uh than it was back then. but we have wi-fi now so yeah no we can, I can I can see the moon from home like, <laughs> <laughs> i just see to look out my window yeah. uh but but yeah so they used to spend a lot. Now they're spending a lot less. And that's why private contractors like Elon Musk or like, you know, the Virgin uh, 
whatever it's called, they they usually win contracts to work with NASA because they don't have that huge government Richard spend. Richard Branson? Is Richard that? Branson. Yeah, yeah that's, that's right. But, hey, they're, they're hanging out up there. They're doing a few laps. And, oh, as I was saying, again, this is in the midst of some really landmark uh, space you know, missions that we've had over the last year, particularly the two other big ones is the James Webb Telescope that went up and has been taking hectic as pictures, you know, as it can just see way further than the Hubble ever could. And really, it's it, they're, they're reaching parts of the universe. We talked about this on the show, actually. They're reaching parts of the universe with their telescope that they thought didn't exist. That is like part, it's, it's actually further away than what was assumed the age of the universe was. Okay. Which is pretty intense because it kind of throws out of whack all the models that have been created in terms of the age of the universe and the rate of expansion from the Big Bang. And for me, I, I think it really just affirms the fact that the universe has been put in place by God. And created. And, and created. Uh, because I, every model that they create ends up being wrong. Just on this as well, too. They're recently... So, a few years back, a star went into a black hole. Yeah. Disappeared. Mm-hmm. It's coming back, which is throwing everyone's mind in a loop spin because uh-huh. they're like, we thought when it goes in, it don't come back. It did. <laughs> yeah. She gone. Like, like but, they came back in Interstellar, but well, that, but, that was a movie. You're like, right. But now they're actually seeing, they're actually seeing, this isn't anything made up. This is actually stuff that they're seeing where the stars are coming back out of the black hole and it's just throwing all of the theoretical ideas about black holes just in a tailspin because they're people. They're just, people are that trying so to intense. like figure out how is this even possible because they thought once you go in the black hole, that's it, you're gone, you're gone, skis. But no, it's coming back. And <laughs> this is even crazier. When the star went in the black hole, it was a dying star. Mm-hmm. As the star is coming back out, it's like a brand new star. That is so intense. It's almost like a charging station for stars. This is why I know that's insane. That when I was I was listening to it and like like wow, how is this possible? So essentially, star goes in a black hole, not feeling so well. It's a little checkup. We're going to talk about those later on in the uh-huh. show. <laughs> a little GP checkup uh-huh. comes back out, right as rain. <laughs> I'm ready to be a star again. That is so intense. A star reborn. You know, it's like a day spa for stars. That takes like go in, get a little massage. That takes the, you know periods. Get the facial, like, put the little cucumber on the eyes. That is come out, so feel crazy. Everything you're saying right now is blowing my mind, <laughs> and I know very that little about and stars it. But coexist. man, we've got to we've got to talk about this. This is incredible. Of course, the other big space mission that happened outside of this one and the other one that I just mentioned, James Webb and the Artemis project, was the rocket they sent into space to like run into asteroids. Did, did you see that one? No. They basically created a battering ram spaceship <laughs> that just flies around space. Like, it's basically the icebreaker for meteors. Really? It's the coolest thing ever. Does it just orbit Earth? So, no, like, they're, they're, they're doing a mission with it at the moment where they're testing it. But their deal is that, like, if they see a meteor far off that looks like it's going to have a collision course with Earth, then they'll send that thing up and... Smash it. Smash it. Smash that thing. So, yeah, really, really, uh, really amazing stuff that's happening in regards to, yeah, basically. That's wild. And the more we learn about space, the more we learn about God because God created it. Absolutely. I think it's really, really incredible. But hey, right now, 
you're listening to The Breakfast Show. If you have any thoughts on that, you can give us a call, 0491-064-669. Call us or text us. What do you think is amazing about space? You're listening to The Breakfast Show podcast on Faith FM, positively different. Boston, you're not excited about the World Cup. I'm I'm not. We I were know. just talking it off yeah, off air. We just need to mention it, it's true. It's very controversial right mm-hmm. now. Like we're we're sports people, you know. We we like sports. You know, I love the Utah Jazz, <laughs> and I love supporting Australia and every other endeavor that they do in yeah. a, in a sports sense. But yeah, at the same time, like. What they're doing in Qatar is, is, is sick. It's the reason we're not ex- like I'm not excited for the World Cup. Like always, an opportunity to cheer for Australia, whether it's the Olympics or the World Cup or whatever, is like you know I always take it. I'm like, yeah, sweet, like right, you know. But I'm so not excited for the World Cup and not looking forward to it at all because because of all the controversy. I, I just feel like it's a total farce, mm. and it's just. It, like no one's going to be satisfied with the win. Like it's not a good event, and also all of the slavery and people dying and everything leading it's up. Crazy. Like, this we, is, we talked about that before. All the, the people literally immoral. It fully is. To, to like what's going on there. You know, with people, we can talk about sports and the morality of sports and especially as Christians, like what have you should be as sports. And, and I think on one side, there's like an ability to sport because pushing your body to the absolute limit and being the best at something is great. On the other side, I'm like, you know, s- sport exists to make advertisers and betting companies a lot of money and it, it is just a big industry. But, like, but then I'm kind of like, oh, but you know, for to participate in a local sport or like I did a triathlon on the weekend, like I think that those kinds of things is good to do sport because it's good to be active and healthy and it's admirable when you see people who are really good at it. But ultimately, what we're seeing in the World Cup is just sport being used to hurt people and make money. Well, and the the, the way they've basically invited immigrant workers to come over, stolen their passports, mm. then not pay them their wages, mm. made them sleep in containers, producer Shell was just saying. and 6,000 of them die. And then they die because they're being cooked like sardines in a can. It's it's awful. Especially in Qatar. Yeah. Like, I've, I've been to Qatar. Like, it's it's not a developing nation. And so, I, I don't know if I've been... Is Dubai is different than Qatar? Dubai is different okay. than I've Qatar. I've only been to Dubai. Qatar is kind of like a mini version of Dubai. Okay, got it's, it. It's like, it's like a less... Like, Dubai is like all about building this big city that everyone comes to. Qatar isn't about that, but they got money. Okay. Like, Qatar's like legit. Like, they're cashed up. They don't have to do this. But okay. they've done it just to exploit people, which it's is sad. Anyways, sad. we should have a question you know what? for the but quiz. You said before, you know, you don't really care... Who wins, right? Like, you, like no one will be satisfied. I don't, I don't think I would be satisfied. Who wins? Do you know? Do you know what will satisfy me about what? who wins? The quiz. The quiz. That's right. <laughs> amen. Amen. Now this is this a, is what matters. This people. is a sport that you want to play. Okay? <laughs> this is what it's all about, right here on the Breakfast Show. John the Baptist called the Pharisees and Sadducees a generation of what? <sighs> Ooh, 0491-064-669. <laughs> John the Baptist called the Pharisees and Sadducees a generation of what? I almost answered it on accident right there. Oh, yikes. <laughs> 491 Of course, our quiz, uh, well, our prizes for this week are all about getting you guys in shape, getting you healthy. We've got 101 Secrets to a Healthy Life by Jorge Gonzalez and the Revive Cafe Cookbook by Jeremy Dixon. That cookbook just full of amazing, awesome, epic recipes that will serve <laughs> you well. If you want to eat 
crispy, crunchy, oven-baked polenta fries. I do. Which sounds like the greatest right thing now. ever. Yeah. Well, this is the cookbook for you. Unfortunately, as Blake found out when he got these cookbooks, <laughs> it doesn't come with the food. I know. <laughs> but, so disappointing. <laughs> but Wait, hey, hey, what? Zero four nine one zero six four six six nine. John the Baptist called the Pharisees and Sadducees a generation of what? I almost answered it again. What's your, what's your deal? What, what's know, going on? It, what's up? What's when up? you're asking me, you're looking at me and you're asking the question, I just want to answer it. And then yeah. I'm like, oh, no, I can't, I can't do that. Also, I need special help from the listeners, okay, to keep me in check. <laughs> I'm spending all this time with Blake talking on the radio, and he has this big old American accent. And for me, ever since I lived in Europe when I was 15, I realized while I was spending time over there that no one could understand the things that I was saying. And so then I would make a conscious effort to change my accent to sound like them. And since then, it's become this unconscious thing where whoever I'm around, I'll change my accent to sound more like them so that they understand me better. And it actually, it works really well, especially with people whose first language is in English. But now I'm spending all this time with Blake, and I don't want to be on here eventually. I want to be Sound Australian, like okay? Boy. I don't want to be on here being like, howdy, y'all. Hey, welcome to Faith FM. Because, you know, that's how I might end up, and I'm kind of worried. So okay. keep me in checklists. If I sound too American, just tell me. I, I, I was just thinking, like, what if I had that effect on all the Faith FM listeners? And then, like, that was, like, the... The way that the people knew. Like, no! <laughs> but I want to say, but I do want to say, even though I have this weird accent that just does things I can't control, it just is how I talk, mm. I am fully Australian, too. Like, I love this country. Like, this is why I live here. I I am an Australian by choice, and I've come here, I've been here for over 15 years, and I love this place. Yeah, so, we've adopted you. Well, I appreciate it, and thank you so much for adopting me, because this is, and I want to say this right now on the air, this is the greatest country in the world to live, okay? Which is the most American thing to say about it. Because Americans are always like, we're the greatest. I'm like, no, this is an American living in Australia. I'm fully, like, I'm an Australian-American, and I'm going, no, Australia are you is a, the greatest are you country to live system? in the world. Uh, yeah. you, you're so dual I have a passport system? for both countries. I think you're about to lose your dual citizenship. Absolutely. I, I kind of... <laughs> I wouldn't even mind it because they make me pay taxes in uh, America as well. So, so it's really frustrating. So <laughs> they can have it back. Yeah, keep it. <laughs> the Australian passport is actually better. Like when in terms of traveling globally, more countries are welcoming uh, to that as well. Yeah, too. absolutely. So now, speaking of America, though, mm-hmm. there's a U.S. website. This part's not fun. Oh, this is bad. Yeah. Uh, so there's a U.S. website uh, in America that is. Essentially uh, promoting suicide, oh. and it's very, it's very sad. So it's, in, in it's linked to over forty-five deaths. A, a New York Times study has just shown that forty-five people have spent time on this site, and we're not going to name the site because I don't even want to promote yeah. it. I'm just letting people know that it, it's out. Can there I ask yeah. though? Is this like a suicide ideation thing? No, no. So okay, so check this out. So this. This website's linked to deaths in this country. Uh, Australian users have now been blocked from accessing it, which mm. I actually think is a good thing. Yeah. Uh, not because of claims it's harmful and incites suicide, but for other reasons. Families of two Australians who took their lives after spending time on this website, 
along with Australia's e-safety commissioner, last week spoke out against the U.S. registered site. Now its administrators have blocked it to Australian users, saying it is a response to this country's, quote, authoritarian attempts to stifle its influence. And the, the site CEO says... If the citizens of Australia want the site to be accessible in Australia, they will need to reach out to their MPs, said a representative of the website. We are done with the site-blocking garbage. They use a different word I'm not going to use. And anti-liberty countries will just be blocked. Okay? So this is their, So now they're blocking it mm-hmm. because of the fines that Australia has issued mm-hmm. to them. Uh, Ross and Debbie Cameron, whose 22-year-old son Lachlan took... His own life wow. in 2019 said their son was encouraged by members of the website and used instructions that were available on the site. Mm-hmm. So basically, it's a forum where people who are feeling like they want to take their life, they go on. And then this forum of people say, yeah, you should. And here's how to do it, which wow. is it's, it's awful. That's, that's terrible. Yeah. And. I, I, you know, I'm all about freedom of speech, but that's this isn't freedom of speech. You're basically dealing with people who are suffering from mental illness in a in a way that is it's awful in reality. Mm. And then in their most vulnerable state, they're talking to a group of people who it's their sole purpose to lead you to make a decision that you don't come back from. It's essentially murder. Well, it really is when you think like, about it. Like, this is a website that is trying to murder you. So there's been a there's been a spike in deaths linked to a lethal substance frequently discussed on the offshore forum. And mm-hmm. some of those who've died spent time on this site, which experts say has guided suicidal people toward death instead of away from it. Mm. So it's exactly like what you're saying as well, too. Uh, the site... Uh, it's unfortunate that they still think free speech is more important than the harm the website's doing to very vulnerable people, particularly youth. This is what Mr. Cameron uh, has said about mm. the site. It's very unfortunate, and I just want to say to all of our listeners, God loves you. Mm. He has a plan for your life, and he always will be there for you. Mm. He will never leave you, never forsake you. You're listening to The Breakfast Show Podcast on Faith FM, positively different. There is nothing more beautiful than the grace of God right here on Faith FM. You're listening to The Breakfast Show with Blake and Lawson. Mm -hmm. Lawson, I am going to need something less beautiful than the grace of God, but still beautiful in its own right. The next question. I know this question is pretty gnarly. (laughs) What crime had Barabbas committed? Oh. Ooh. Ooh. Well, is it just one crime? It's just it's just one listed here, but there's another crime that you could potentially say, but there's just one here. What crime had Barabbas committed? 0491-064-669 is the number to call or text if you know the answer. If you do, again, we are looking after your health this week. You'll be able to win 101 Secrets to a Healthy Life by Jorge Gonzalez and the Revive Cafe Cookbook 7. These are... Amazing prizes. We want to give them to you for free. You just have to get in the drawing to get in the drawer. For free. You just have to answer this question correctly. What crime had Barabbas committed? 0491-064-669. Of course, our draw happens at the end of the week. If you want any terms and conditions in regards to our quiz, you can head to our website at faithfm.com.au. But again, what crime had Barabbas committed? 0491-064-669. 
Today we have a guest on Faith FM who is doing some work all over the world, but I believe in Bangladesh right now. Sue Burke with Asian Aid. Can you hear us? Yeah. Hi, guys. How are you? Oh, fantastic. Absolutely. How are you? I'm good. Well, I've got a bit of a cold, so if I sound croaky, um, <laughs> please okay. forgive me. Yeah, no. But, um, yeah, so, Blake, obviously I've not spoken to you before, but do you know much about Asian Aid? Uh, I know a little bit that I have bought some clothes from Asian Aid uh, from an awesome op shop down there in Kurumbong multiple times, but yep. that's about it. Fill us in. I know there's some other listeners. We have some new listeners who maybe don't know about Asian Aid. Yeah, so Asian Aid's a faith-based charity, and we support children, vulnerable children, and we have been all all over Asia, but at the moment, our major projects are in India, Bangladesh, and Nepal. And within that, we have several projects and programs. We support over three and a half thousand children through sponsorship, which is really amazing. And actually, in the 57 years we've been around, we've supported over 60,000 children, which is pretty amazing. That's really really. Yeah, for sure. Um, And so, yes, so we support projects. So education is our primary goal, but we really say that we really would like the children to flourish in faith and future prospects. So within that, we support the families to improve their income streams through farming and sewing and lots of different types of income producing um, training programs so that they can provide for their families. And then obviously created an enduring legacy that's sustainable for generations to come. So um, it's a really exciting place to work, obviously. And actually, we have our CEO and our programs team are currently in Bangladesh. Um, Wow. And to give give you an amazing example of the work Mm -hmm. we do, the girls were actually in a tuk-tuk the other day. And after the driver hearing about what work they were doing, they were traveling from one program to another village with, with another program. And um, he revealed that he was also a sponsored child. Whoa. So that was a really <laughs> feel-good moment. That's a for, really cool, really cool yeah. feel-good moment. You're driving from one event from Asian Aid to the other, yeah. and then yeah. while you're traveling, you meet someone who you've actually impacted directly. Yeah, and it's kind of something that, you know, we hold very you know, very faithfully to our hearts because obviously that's because of our supporters. But that enduring legacy piece, I remember Paul saying that he went to worship at the union in Bangladesh just pre-COVID. He was over there and Paul's our CEO. Mm-hmm. And he sort of stood up and said, oh, you know, who knows about Asian aid? Have you been a sponsored child? And over 70% of the actual um congregation stood up and said they'd been a sponsored <laughs> child. So, you know, it's those moments, you know, at Sheer Memorial Hospital when you talk to the doctors and nurses and half of them are actually former sponsored children. You go into the schools and you talk to a teacher who says, oh, yeah, I was a sponsored child. Wow. And now I'm contributing our head, actually, of our partner in Bangladesh, the former sponsored child. Um, so... It's just it's such an amazing thing for us to see that not only do you, you know, give a hand up 
for children to go to school, but then in turn, they feel so blessed and touched by donor support, they therefore become give, become givers in their communities yeah. and contribute and therefore affect many thousands and thousands of other children um, to uplift them as well. So it's a really exciting place to work and also for our sponsors to see that enduring legacy. It's it, We're so grateful that donors allow us the opportunity and, you know, when we get these aha moments like the tuk-tuk driver, it really consolidates that we do do the work that the sponsors and donors want us to do. Right. We also do amazing things like in Nepal, there's, um, we work with Shia Memorial Hospital and go out to some of the remotest communities that, you know, physically you can't get to by car. And we have doctors and nurses and organizers trekking and they might see 2,000 women and diagnose whether they need, require prolapse surgery or if they've got cervical cancer. And all of that is just such amazing work. And, you know, it's also around the children that we save from child slavery or early childhood marriage and all of those things combined. That's only because the work that listeners, you know, that become donors and supporters actually feel touched by and therefore we can do the great work that we do. Wow, that, you know, that makes me feel really good because I bought a pair of pants once from uh, Asian Aid <laughs> at the op shop and now I know that that money has gone towards something really good, better than anything else I could have spent that money on for the pants. And so to know that, I mean, and that's just a little tiny portion. I think it was like $5 that I spent there, you know. But, yeah. but still, hey, that's $5 that's going towards a good cause instead of a, a corporate machine that's just there to make money. Yeah, and you know, you can go onto our website, which is www.asianaid.org.au, and you can buy a packet of seeds for a family to create a kitchen garden, or you can buy goats for them. Ooh. And so there's lots of ways. People don't just have to sponsor a child, like sponsoring a child is something meaningful, and you can join them on their journey, which is exciting. But if you've got a spare $10 or $5, that too can make a massive difference in a family's life and that's really the holistic way that we we improve the child's life it's not just a tick in the box okay you go to school that's great it's really working with the families to bring the whole community in and engage them to all have this amazing you know be empowered through showing how we are as christians and lighting the way like we call our schools our beacons of light and even during COVID and during the recent floods, our schools have become the place where if people need food support or they mm. need additional help, they can come to the school and obviously the church is there as well. But to learn about how we shine the light on, you know, places really where Christianity isn't really a big thing. And so that's how we kind of say that we're, we try to be God's hands and his feet to really make a meaningful impact in countries where Christianity is not really a common way of life. So it's a really wonderful, meaningful place that you can start to be God's hands and feet, which is supporting charities like Asian Aid who are making such a meaningful difference in vulnerable families in these countries. The old adage that comes to my mind is, uh, you know, 
we're putting our we're putting your money where your mouth is. You know, you're not just talking the talk, but you're walking the walk, and then giving these uh, giving these people hope and giving them a voice also to share their story and opportunity that would otherwise not be possible. And clearly, this is something that I find really interesting. Uh, going back to the legacy that you were talking about, what I find really interesting is like, so the CEO, he's going to go and speak at a church event. And this church event has 70% uh, sponsored children. And yeah, they're remaining, yeah, yeah, they're remaining in the church. And they're, they're taking like, they're taking that experience that they had growing up as a child and, and going, Hey, we want to actually give back. We want to be part of this community of faith. We want to share this faith in a country that's not really that <laughs> Christian in all reality. I mean, they're, they're, Christianity yeah. is definitely in India for sure. I'm not saying that it's not, but no, it's no. predominantly it's not Hindu. The, yeah. yeah, like yeah, and it's also we hear all the time. Like there was a fantastic story last year that we shared in our newsletter, which was uh, a. Islamic family who went to our local Seventh-day Adventist village school in a remote community in Bangladesh. And the child was coming home talking about Jesus. And they were like, what's this? What's that? And then over time, they started to come and ask and then subsequently started attending church and became Christians because of that. And it was through the child. That brought the family in. And that's the other thing, you know, we don't, you know, we're not an evangelistic ministry. We, we're a ministry that shines the light on the work that we as Christians can do. And that's our, you know, we feel like that's our supporting ministry piece is just to shine the light. But, you know, through that light, people find the light. And that's a really amazing part of what we do here at Asian Aid. So, you know, it's a, it's a very exciting place to work for something where you see true impact. I think making a difference in a child's life as well to a positive impact. So here's here's a thought process, and I want to be clear when I say this. Like I firmly believe that God is real. I love the Lord, and you know, He has changed my entire path, my whole journey in life. But even if that wasn't the case, introducing a child to a community of people who care, who have uh Christian values and, and uh, like high morals and, and good ethics, you're creating a better society for the future either way, right? So oh, I, that's right. Like I, I'm for, I'm, I want to be very clear for everyone listening as well too. Like I love God and I'm, I very much believe in him. But even if they come to a place where they don't, they've now been introduced to really amazing, you know, uh, community and ideas that just improve society as a whole. And I think that is worth something that even even governments would appreciate having more citizens in their society that are not committing crimes, that are not part of organized crime or, or human trafficking or uh, domestic violence or abuse, but instead having uh, people that are upholding this legacy of Asian aid and saying, Hey, because of the work that Asian aid has done, we want to be uh, contributing members of society and improve the lives of those around us. That's, that's a legacy. That's pretty incredible. Yeah. So when I went to India just pre COVID, so I was there in November and then obviously COVID happened. And um, we went to this amazing village that we'd been working with 
uh, for four years. And obviously we saw the school and it was amazing. The kids were all clean and they were excited to be there. And the school, the library was awesome and, you know, all those things. And then we just walked through the village. And if you walk through villages, usually in, you know, really remote communities, they're pretty shabby, to be honest. Like there's not proper drainage, not proper toilets. You know, it's not the most comfortable place. But this village was sparkling. You know, it still had the dirt roads, but it had great drainage. And then all the gardens were full of flowers and vegetables. And every house that we went to, you could hear the singer sewing sewing machine whirring because the mother had attended one of the classes and she was sewing up clothes. And then we went in and, you know, we saw there was government officials in the street interviewing women who really were of the case because obviously in India there's a class system that wouldn't usually be interviewed for government jobs. And there was a line of 10 of them and we sort of went, oh, what's going on here? Because it was so unusual. And they said, oh, because this little village has is like a diamond in a series of rafts, those women are now being interviewed for government jobs that really their class wouldn't usually allow. Wow. So it's it is really an amazing to be able to to be able to be impactful to empower people to be the best people they can be, whether that's they find Christianity or not, like that's a gift that God gives us, you know, to help others. And I think that's the beauty of what Asian Aid does is Yes, we provide beacons of light. So if people choose to, they can find God and and hear his messaging, and that's amazing. But it's also allowing people that feel hopeless to find hope, and that's in itself a God's gift, right? So that's an amazing ability in itself. So we're very proud of, you know, the work that we do, and but it is only through, you know, sponsors and supporters that entrust us by giving us, you know, a donation Mm -hmm. so that we can continue that work. And, you know, we're even looking at other countries for next year. So we will continue, you know, we've been, I think we've been to nine countries in total. We're currently in three, but we'll continue to expand. And that's what we're looking at for next year is opening up to another vulnerable communities in other countries as well. And, you know, that's only because the donors keep helping, you know. So if anyone would like to donate, we'd really love that, especially as Christmas is coming up. If you feel touched, you can actually buy a goat, for example, um, or a chicken or a duck um, for someone and give it to them for Christmas. And there's a gift card attached and you can send it to them. So I, that's just another way that you can help. I love it, Sue. Let's uh, buy a goat, buy a chicken, buy a duck for Christmas here on <laughs> Faith FM uh, for Asian Aid. Thank you so much for joining us today, Sue. That has been really inspirational uh, talking about the diamonds in the rough that and the work that you guys are doing. Thanks for being a part of the Faith FM family. Join our community on Facebook or get in touch at 1-800-FAITH-FM.